Hey guys, welcome to the Anytime Soccer Training YouTube channel. My name is Neil Crawford. I'm the founder of Anytime Soccer Training, your host, and also I've been a recreational coach for nearly 10 years. This is the second installment of a series we're calling Becoming a Rec Coach Superhero. And the purpose of this series is to share a few tips and tricks that I learned along the way to help you hit the ground running during your rec recreational um, season. So in the first installment, we talked about the importance of starting every practice with tag. I'm gonna link that show in the show notes below. I encourage you to check that one out if you have not already. I'll also link a, an ebook that I wrote entitled Becoming a Rec Coach Superhero, which goes into more detail about um, tag games that you can use to, have a, to start a successful rec practice. In this show, what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about and try to tackle one of the biggest issues I see rec, rec, new recreational coaches face. And one of the biggest issues I see them face is they waste one of the most precious commodities that we have, which is time. And it's not intentional. Um, it's very hard to be a rec coach in this regard because number one, you're, the kids you're dealing with are beginners. So there's a lot of orientation you have to do. Many parents and kids come late and that's okay in many respects because that's the whole purpose of a recreational program. It's, it's for families who can't commit to or make the commitment that's required for a competitive program. So many families come late, the kids are beginners, there's so much stuff going on. And so as a result uh, in our practices, uh, a lot of time is wasted. And what I wanna do is give you a couple of tips or at least the way I think about it uh, to help you not waste so much time. So the first thing we gotta do is let's try to do a quick and dirty analysis on how our time is spent. And this is very crude, very rough, but when I think about how I spend my time as a rec, how I spent my time as a rec coach during practice, these are the big categories um, I came up with. Number one is sort of the bonding, um, admin, all the other stuff that's not necessarily soccer related. So this could be team meetings, introducing yourself to the kids, uh, handing out paperwork, making announcements, all that stuff. That's one area, that's one bucket. But once practice starts, there are three big, big buckets uh, of where our time goes. One is in explaining what you want the kids to do, explaining the drill. Hey guys, I want you to go around these cones. Hey guys, this is how the game works. You have to do this and then you have to do this. This is explaining. So the kids normally in that situation are not doing anything, they're not moving and they have to be listening to you. That's the explanation part. The next is the teaching and learning um, bucket. And that's where, all right, they know exactly what you want them to do for the most part, but now you're showing them how you want it to be done. So if you're doing red light, green light, they understand what the red light, the green light means and that kind of stuff. But now you're getting into, okay, if you wanna dribble with light touches, this is how your foot should be. You wanna make contact with the laces, whatever teaching and learning you're doing, okay? And again, the kids still have to kind of be focused on you and, and that kind of stuff. And then the final big bucket of your time is when the kids are actually doing the thing that you're trying to get them to do, the drill or the game that you're trying to get them to do. 
And that's, um, and hopefully that's where you, they spend the majority of their time. So they're playing, they're having fun, they're, they're learning and they're trying to do what it is. So in this case, the kids know exactly what you want them to do. They have an idea of how you want them to do it. And now they're just doing that thing. Well, the problem with in many rec, with the many rec coaches have, in my opinion, is they spend too much time explaining, right? And we've all, if, if, if you've signed your kid up for these programs, we've all seen the rec coach spend 10, five, 10 minutes explaining a particular drill. And when you only have an hour a week with kids, that time is precious. And so what I did to um, become a more effective recreational coach, in addition to planning, is I organized my practices into training. And training is a strong word in the red context, but into blocks, okay? And over the course of this series, we're gonna talk about each block, okay? But the first block I did talk about already, which was tag. And this has nothing to do with uh, what you're doing or how serious it is or how much fun it is. It's just a way of organizing the practice and organizing how your, your thoughts and how you prepare and also getting the kids uh, used to the routine, okay? So the first block we talked about and I explained was tag. And so then what happens is once you establish this is the first block, when the kids arrive at practice, they don't, you don't have to do so much explaining on what, uh, on what tag is and, and what the rules are and what you're gonna try to do. And then each week I add variations to those same tag games based on the kid's ability and a logical progression on those tags. So the tag games become more and more evolved, but I'm not starting from ground zero every time. What I find with many rec coaches is, and, and, Gil, and this is coming from experience, right? We go online, we go on YouTube, we find drills, we find things that look cool, things we wanna do, things that are gonna help our kids. And then the next week we try to implement it, okay? And then we gotta explain it, we gotta go over it, we gotta blah, blah, blah. And it just takes a long time to explain. And, and then the next week we find something totally different and totally different order and we do it again. And what I'm gonna encourage you, and, and this is gonna be the skeleton curriculum of how this series works, I'm gonna encourage you to, to define the blocks that you want and stick to them. And then within those blocks, you're gonna add um, a logical progression throughout the season. So let me give you some foreshadowing on the next block that I tend to use. So the next block I tend to use is what I call the racing, chasing, yeah, the racing and chasing block, okay? And the racing and chasing block in a, in a, in a, uh, in a rec environment is where we're doing sort of technical drills, but we're disguising it in the form of games to get the kids racing each other and chasing each other. Now I'm gonna save that for the next episode to talk to give you some examples of games that I do, but I want you to really understand that every practice that I have for now, forever, is we start with tag, then we have a water break, and then we go into an, uh, a, a semi-posed, unopposed, and opposed block that, he, that, um, that the foundation of that is chasing each other and racing each other, okay? And we do that 
without the ball and then we do that with the ball and then throughout the week it gets more and more challenging and now once i understand that block and once i have that cemented and how it's going to work then i can start my research on figuring out okay what are the best racing and chasing games i can do to help the kids get those applied technical skills that i'm looking for in a fun way okay um now Anytime soccer training has over 101 fun soccer games, and we have a lot of racing and chasing games that you can use for inspiration. Um, and so I encourage you to check out anytime-soccer.com for, uh, it's free to join and you can kind of see the content and also join the mailing list and we'll send you more information like this. So in summary, I think the least valuable time is you trying to explain a new drill to the kids that's you want to spend the least amount of time doing that and in the soccer world in the sort of hierarchy in the soccer establishment more competitive coaches they talk about keeping the ball rolling they want a lot of action so but in the rec world with parents i'm just saying you don't want to spend a lot of time trying to explain what the drill is that's zero value added you want to spend the majority of your time with the kids moving practicing knowing what they need to do and how they need to do it and then there is a level of my, of, and this is no firm recommendation, a level, there's a certain degree of time you have to spend on teaching. And in that case, in many cases, you're gonna start teaching each individual kid as they uh, progress through the, through the drills. And then finally, I recommend, yes, there's gonna be some bonding at the beginning of practice in many cases, but I recommend infusing the bonding period times within the, 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 the actual games. And we'll, we'll talk about that as well. And we'll talk about ways to do that. And then reserving all the admin stuff for after the practice when possible or on emails. Don't waste precious practice time with administrative things that you can do on email or after the practice or way before the practice starts. All right, this is Neil Crawford with Anytime Soccer Training. Let's get better together.